Okay, welcome Matt to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to find out about your fitness journey. So first of all, welcome. And just for the viewers, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you're currently doing just now. Okay, well, hi. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So uh, a very quick leap through time. I started martial arts training in the late 80s, started teaching in the sort of early 90s. Um, and that's gone on right the way through. I've, I've, I've trained in all kinds of different things. I was a bouncer, bodyguard, all that kind of stuff for a lot of years as well. Did all the security training, trained security staff, bailiffs, that sort of thing. Uh, I then got on, I've gone, so I own my own full-time martial arts gym. I teach at seminars all over the country and uh, I've written a number of books. I also run coaching businesses with regards to social media, TikTok specifically. That's gathered quite a substantial following over there. So there's... um. There's quite a lot of people that, that sort of follow what I do over there. And so, yeah, so there's all those sort of things. I've recently gone back to university and just finished the master's degree um, as a as an older person. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so so that's kind of a brief overview of me. Um, I don't want to bore everyone with the, the full ins and outs of it. So, 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 yeah, so there we are. There's an overview. No, fantastic. So obviously we're here today to learn about your fitness journey. However... Um, we're going to go way back to your school years. Okay. You know, you're obviously you're involved in martial arts now, but when you were in school, what sort of stuff did you get involved in? Uh, well, that was that was actually one of the the real sticking points for me, because uh, I look at the world in a certain way, and I can't help that. And I did it as a child as well, which kind of quite often got me into trouble because I'd ask these ridiculous questions that were awkward. Um, but so when it came to sports, you were offered the generic kind of things of the day, which were, you know, your football, your rugby, your sort of your group efforts, your running, that kind of stuff. And I was never really into those things. And it was quite challenging because I've always I've always kind of felt that uh, an individual pursuit means that when you succeed, the success is yours, whereas with a sort of team effort, the the win or the loss can actually be attributed to you, whether you deserve it or you don't. So if we're in a football team and you score three goals and we win the match, I could be in the back wheezing after not made any effort whatsoever and never worked towards it really. But yeah. I can still take, you know, I can still take the the the, the kudos for that. Um, and so I was always drawn to more individual pursuits where you win or lose on your own merits and you can take the, the, the kudos from that. So, um, so yeah, I find school quite challenging in this, with regards to the sport kind of stuff because they never really offered anything that drew my attention. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I wasn't particularly that engaged during, during school itself. Okay. And then you mentioned challenges. So, you know, for yourself, you know, your full life, have you had any challenges within a sporting environment? You know, obviously you mentioned the group, uh, you know, team bonding, um, you prefer winning stuff or losing stuff on your own merit. <laughs> so anything that comes to mind? Uh, well, the reason that I started martial arts was because of challenges. Um, and so there's, yeah, when you said about the bonding, don't get me wrong, I, I there's there's a lot of pluses to be had from that with regards to teamwork and and mates and everything like that um and so there's there's an awful lot of pluses too it's just 
I, I as a kid, I was like, I wanted to win and I wanted to win and, and, and I wanted to get that for myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the reason that I started properly into martial arts, I, I was always attracted to it, but my father committed suicide when I was young. And at that point, I had some real sort of issues to face as to how I wanted my life to be. Uh, I was messing around with the wrong crowd. We were doing all the wrong things. A lot of those people from that time, they're either dead or in prison from drugs and, and alcoholism and things like that. So I was definitely on the wrong track. And because I have one of those mentalities where I'm, if I'm doing something, I'm doing it 100%. There's no dabbling. There's no messing about on the edges. I'm either in or I'm out. And, and so I, I, I got heavily into martial arts and that became my saviour, for want of a better word. And, um, and everything sort of came from that. Yeah. OK. And then so obviously on your, you know, when did it become, you know, a thing that martial arts became your life? Um, obviously, you mentioned you started it in the early 80s. Um, but how did you make that decision that martial arts was your sport going to be? Because obviously there's a lot of individual sports that you could do for your own merit. Mm. Yeah, we sort, of, we sort of found one another in the sense that there were... I had a, a pretty challenging childhood. And during that time, it was like, as a sort of eight, nine-year-old kid, it was like, well, I really, I, I don't want to be in this situation. It was violent. It was unpleasant. There was a lot of stuff going on. And so I had some heroes of, the, of those days. And, and one was Tarzan. And it was like, well, the odds of, you know, being swept up by a, by a group of marauding gorillas who's going to adopt me is pretty slim. <laughs> And I also was a big fan of Spider-Man and the same deal. It was like the chances of being bit by a radioactive spider were virtually nil on the council estate where I lived. So martial arts was actually something that was achievable. And I saw that on the wrestling and there were a few television yeah. shows of the day. And it was like, actually, that's something that can be achieved. But of course, back then, there weren't like clubs on every street corner like there is now. They, they didn't have the infrastructures that we now have where, you know, YouTube and online courses and gyms on every corner. It wasn't that accessible at all. So I had a real issue at the time, A, funding it and B, finding it. So, so for a long time, it kind of stalled and didn't really go anywhere. There were a few false starts. Um, but then, as I said, when my, when my father committed suicide, I, I had to focus my energy on something yeah. I was lucky enough to I was lucky enough to find that. And it turns out that I was naturally gifted at it. You know, that's again, that's another thing. Right. So I would never be a championship jockey. Why? Because, well, I'm a big lump and the poor old horse would um, is never going to win anything with me sat on him um, in the same way that I would never be a long distance runner because that's not sort of how I'm built or how my mind works. But I, but I, I took to martial arts. I took to that style of doing things and had a, a certain amount of aptitude for it. Which, of course, once you start doing well at something, that encourages you further, doesn't it? No, totally. And then obviously you mentioned right at the start of the show that you're a very busy guy. Yeah, you know, you've got a busy schedule. So for yourself, obviously you're still running um, a lot of your martial arts clubs yourself how do you fit in your own training schedule with such a busy week well that's yeah that gets more challenging as time goes on um, again when I when I first started like everyone else I was full of energy vim and vigor and had a lot of time to 
to put into that. So I would train all of the time. And that was great. Again, you know, the fitter that you become, the more capable you become, the stronger, the faster, the um, that was such a fantastic sort of feeling back then at that age. And, yeah. and maintaining that is, 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 is challenging. And so the older you get, the more, the more broken you get, the more injuries you sustain that, that all sort of, that all makes life a bit more complicated. And so you've got to try and find that middle ground. So I'm not a young guy anymore. Um, and I do, as you mentioned, have a lot, a lot going on. So I try and work in the classes when I can. Yeah. I do have home facilities now. So I've got a, I've got a, a bespoke actual physical dojo at my, at my home, which is great. I've got a full weights um, room as well at my home, which is fantastic. And so I can, um, you know, I can go and do that whenever I've got a spare bit of time. Um, I did, unfortunately, for a while there have some injuries and, and, and the world just took over where I wasn't training like I should. And I put on a, a fair bit of weight. And my goodness me, I felt that, you know, I felt yeah. that it was it, it was it was it was it was pretty unpleasant. And so I had to shift that. So there was a concerted effort for what has been about a year now to, you know, to sort of get back into the best, you know, reasonable shape that I can given my age and everything. So, um, and so, yeah, I do try and dedicate time to it. I walk the dog an awful lot, I get out in the woods an awful lot. So I do a lot of walking, a lot of stuff with regards to my own training. And I do try still to this day to be a student with other people. So as an example, there are BJJ classes running at my gym. There's other instructors that teach different things at my gym. And I quite often try and get on those mats with them and train as a student. So I get the full, the full whack, you know, I get the horrible workouts just the same as everyone else. Nah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, even though you're qualified and you have the knowledge, it's always good to go to another class and learn um, and, you know, experience it from the customer's perspective. Hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we all start these things because we want to learn and hopefully that never goes. No, totally. And obviously you touched on a wee bit of nutrition there, um, how, you know, mm. you've gained a wee bit of weight, but then you've brought it off. So now, um, Matt, have you got a strict nutrition plan that you follow? <laughs> well, like a lot of people, um, <clears throat> the month of December hasn't quite been like it should. Um, I've got a bit <laughs> stray on that. So I don't think I'm alone there. But yeah, I do try and make sure that I eat sensibly now. Um mainly because I can't get away with it you know when yeah. years ago I could pretty much eat what I liked when I liked how I liked and because I was training so hard and and, and because uh, because I lived that kind of life it was it was almost it was almost like you could get away with it but the problem with that is that there was a lot of um, having to make weight for competition and things and so there was a lot of very heavy fasting dieting a lot of quick weight loss which probably hasn't been that healthy for me over the years we do things differently now and so you know there's been a lot of improvement in that but um but over the years that probably wasn't that healthy and so what i find now is i can't do that anymore i can't just eat what i want so um i don't i very very rarely eat fast foods very very rare i found that those they're not there you know again not to dismiss any particular company no suing me here but i tend to find the vast majority of those 
they, they, they might taste nice, but they're not that good for you. You know, um, I tend to stay away from processed stuff if I can help it. I eat an awful lot of fresh fruit and veg. Yeah. Just recently started growing my own again. I'm a man of a certain age. So um, <laughs> just started to get into that now. So that that's something I'm looking forward to moving forward. But eat an awful lot of fruit and veg. Um, and what I tend to do is I, 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 I don't eat past a certain time of day. So I'll eat in a, in a window. So, yeah, good. <clears throat> so I'll eat in the, you know, from the morning from, say, eight o'clock up until, say, 5 p.m. And I won't eat then after that. That's it. Yeah. No snacking. Um, yeah, no snacking, no, no nibbles, no things like that. So yeah. um, no pop. I don't drink any pop at all. Um, I've given up alcohol completely now, pretty much. Um, I did have uh, I did have a, a glass of champagne Christmas morning, but essentially I've given up alcohol as well. Oh, so, so, yeah, these are all things that, um, that, that, that have helped and worked for me um and i find that to be fair i find that beneficial dairy especially i was i did find a real difference with dairy in regards to sort of groans and aches and pains and things it did seem to make a difference no good and obviously you know when you train um when you're training just now what's your favorite snack or drink go to after a training session I'm old school. It's, it's always been bananas and still is, I think. Yeah. They're, just, they're just one of the most handy things in the world, aren't they? they got their own wrappers and they're easy to eat. And, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're full of great things, aren't they? So, yeah, bananas is probably still my, my go-to. Ah, fantastic, Matt. And then, obviously, you know, out of your, your busy schedule, out of your, your full week, what's the thing, what's your favourite thing out of the full week that you, you enjoy to do? um what anything at all or, yeah or yeah so obviously it? you've got a full-on calendar for seven days what's the one thing that you could say out of the full week that's a, that's your best thing to do and that tops the list okay uh, well the thing that does me the most good and that i enjoy doing is walking the dog as i mentioned earlier yeah. i live in a live in a lovely part of the world and, and i like being outside and uh, he's always enthusiastic regardless of the weather so it's absolutely great to get out and i think that's when your mind sort of you know muddles through everything and you think yeah just just out in nature is fantastic so i love yeah that. you know obviously i've been doing these podcasts a while now um but for myself um if you're sitting in the house i'll give you an example if you're sitting in the house and say you've got a problem that's reoccurring in your head you know for you going out walking the dog 10, 15 minutes, that problem's resolved within minutes, you know, because you're getting fresh air. That's my take on, uh, you know, getting a bit of fresh air. Um, it's good for the mindset, personally. No, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It gives, it, gives the, it gives the brain time to sort of ponder things over, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the, the pandemic, Matt. So how, how did you manage yourself, obviously, with being such... An entrepreneur um, and have such so busy with martial arts, running your own business. How did the pandemic affect you? Well, like like with a lot of people, it absolutely flattened a lot of what I did um, when we first went into that, and everything shut down completely. It was my physical gym closed up, all the seminars closed up, my security teaching closed up. Um, so all of those revenue streams and ways that I kept my head above water they were all uh, denied me as, as I said like a lot of people 
we were all in sort of the same boat. And then you had that wonderful word of the day pivoting where um, where everybody was trying desperately to figure out how they were going to get through that. And it was a huge learning curve for everybody. Um, I was quite lucky, really, in one, in one way, because I'd already had online products and services in place. So I already had um, courses that people could buy and stream and that sort of thing. And that was down to a guy called Matt Chapman, uh, Mitmaster Matt. I, I spent some time with him and um, he helped sort of put that the idea of that together for me. And so that was great. So all that was already in place before we went into um, lockdown. And then I just basically looked more towards the writing and the coaching and the, um, the social media stuff, the marketing kind of stuff. Uh, but what I also did, which was great, because something I wanted to do for a long time was I did a, a full time master's degree um, because we'd moved all online and I didn't have to be in a physical space at a physical time. It meant that I could actually achieve that and do something positive, because what I didn't want to do was struggle to survive and come out of it worse than I started. You know, yeah. that's, it's important that for, for mental well-being as much as anything else, it's important that there's something positive and to look forward to. So um, and so, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, what I what I sort of did. And, and, and hopefully we're now all in a position where we're managing it a little better. And hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel now. No, definitely. And then are you, you know, on coming out of the, the pandemic, sort of, we're, we're still obviously, you know, there's a wee bu bubble there that we're still mm. involved with the pandemic. But are you back to full-on training, going to seminars? You've got your, your clubs reopened as well? Um, yeah, the clubs reopened. Obviously, there are some things in place to try and keep everyone safe and uh, and try and reassure everyone as much as we can because there's still quite a lot of fear in and around it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's making sure of all of that. But we are back open again. I am now doing some seminars and back to some seminars. Um, ironically, so I'm supposed to be actually up in Glasgow and Edinburgh uh, early April time. And whether that pans out or not, given the current situation, sort of remains to be seen. But yeah, I've got, I'm back, we're back to doing a lot of those things now face to face, um, but with obviously sensible precautions in place. Ah, fantastic. And then for, your, for your, yourself, Matt, what's your personal opinion on mental health and exercise? They're critical to one another, without question. Um, I, I, I can't stress that enough, both for myself and, and other people. I think the if if somebody is really struggling with their health, of course, it's bound to affect their mental well-being. There's no question about that, you know. Um, and I'm a firm believer, and this isn't scientific, by the way. So again, don't take that as that. But from my point of view, I'm a firm believer in the the feel good factor of of doing something exercise wise you know whether that be a walk or a game of something or um you know a, a session in the gym it doesn't matter whatever floats your boat really whatever gets the blood pumping and gets you moving yeah. I, I think that that does things in your brain that you know that, that, that change the way you see the world and the way you re react in the world and i think it's really important for people to try and implement that in their daily lives if they can no definitely matt couldn't agree more so what about your own personal bad habits Matt? do you have any <laughs> at the moment <laughs> yes yes at the moment definitely yeah um 
my main problem at the moment is I really like to cook and then I really like to eat what I cook. And so I mean, it's that constant battle, as I said to you a minute ago through December. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I, I do like to cook and I do like to eat it. And unfortunately, that's my uh, at the moment. That's my sort of thing. And coffee is the other one. I've given up all sorts of things over the years. So if we look at you know, sort of alcohol, smoking. I used to smoke years and years ago, pack that in. Um, I used to, obviously, like a lot of young guys, I'd go out until silly o'clock in the morning chasing the ladies and all of that, pack that in. Um, so all of those things have gone. And the only vice that I'm clinging to at the moment for grim death is is coffee. And I just can't seem to get rid of that one. So any tips on how to get rid of uh, coffee? Would be okay. welcome. <laughs> are you, so are you drinking too many cups per day? I've got one right now. Okay, so on average, <laughs> what, what would you say? Mm. Oh, it depends. If I'm working, um, if I'm working and I'm locked in to sort of, sort of Zoom meetings, all that sort of thing, I, I'll definitely drink more than I should. So I'll probably, you know, might even got sort of half a dozen cups in that day. Wow. Um, yeah, I know it's not good. That's what I mean. It's really not good. But then if I'm yeah. out doing stuff, I won't have one at all. So it's, again, a lot of it is, it's, a, it's that habitual yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because we we can't deprive ourselves from everything, mm. and because we we need to live live our lives, you know. Um, because for example, if if you were my client, I've got to work around your schedule because obviously, if you've got work meetings, if you're working late, if you've got family life, if you've got family engagements. You know, you've got to take all that into consideration when, mm. you know, saying to Sunday or based on the government guidelines, we can have this, that and that, but maybe reduce on that. So you've got to take, you know, family life and just that person's whole environment into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. So for yourself, I know you may have a long list here. I, I certainly do, but I don't expose them all. And um, what's your pet hates within health and fitness, or even if we could pin it down to martial arts as a as a sport? What are my pet hates? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that could be a really long discussion, couldn't it? Um, <laughs> probably not even a, a discussion. Probably more of a tirade from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things. Uh, and again, it's funny enough, I was having a conversation the other day. So I've got a guy that, that's come to me and, and he's doing one to one tuition with me and he's learning martial arts. But he's he's a physical trainer. He's a PT and very, very knowledgeable guy. And we got talking about the videos that you quite often see doing the rounds of really, really dreadful pad holding from PTs. Yes. Um, and it's. Obviously, as somebody that does this professionally, I, I, I'm sort of, oh, my God, what are they doing? You know, um, <clears throat> but that isn't to take away the knowledge that they do have, because obviously they've got knowledge that other people don't in lots of other areas. But, yeah, pad holding by people that don't know how to hold pads professionally, not not people in the park for a laugh professionally, then that grinds my gears somewhat. Um, in the martial arts world, literally everybody claiming self-defense on their marketing when it's clearly not. Um, so the, the, to put that in perspective, again, it's a whole conversation on itself, but um, a large proportion of martial arts is actually choreographed dance routines, right? And that's a bit cruel, but it's not actual 
confrontation. It's not actual fighting, even when you look at sort of ring sports, because it's organized. Right. And so they're all great and they all have good skills and nobody's I'm certainly not dismissing that. They're all fantastic in their own way. But if it's something that is one of those organizations that is completely choreographed and they just punch the air and they never do anything else. And then they add the term self-defense into their marketing. That really annoys me because A, it's not. But more importantly, it's actually downright dangerous for the person who thinks they're getting proper self-defense. Because if they ever need it, they're really going to be in trouble because it won't work for them. But they've been told that it will. And so that's something else that really does sort of offend me. Um, but I spent many, many years working in security and training security and training frontline people and um, and being in all those confrontational situations for a long time. So I've seen the repercussions of that. You know, I've seen where it's gone horribly wrong when people thought they were more um, equipped than they were. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, you know, that's something else, again, that, that, that really sort of irritates me, if you like. And I suppose the last one, and we'll leave it there because there is a long list. Um, <laughs> the last one is these wonderful magic pills, whether it's a shake, whether it's a, whether it's a drink, whether it's a soup, whether it's a pill, I don't care. The magic pill just drives me nuts because, as I'm sure you'll agree with me, there's, you know, if you want to do it and you want to do it properly, you've got to change your habits and your way of thinking. Um, maybe the magic pill does work. Maybe you will shift X amount of weight, but trust me, six months from now, it'll all be there again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, uh, no, I totally agree. You know, uh, small habits. Um, I say to my clients, it's a mile at a time. It's, it's life's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> so we need to take it like that. Yeah, totally. And again, that's where I was saying with regards to... Um, with the competitive side of things where I used to be involved with that, the, the whole weight yo-yoing and making sure you made weight for the fights and that sort of thing. It's not good for people long-term. So those kind of magic pills, that kind of deal, it does, it's not long-term. It's really not good that yo-yoing like that. No, totally. And you obviously mentioned earlier, um, you're a wee bit older. So yeah. if you don't mind me asking that, how old are you? I, I'm 51 now. Right. Okay. Uh, and if I put it in another context, how old do you feel? <laughs> Depends on what time of day. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, the truthful answer to that is I still feel 25 until I actually get in a room full of 25, 25 year olds. And then <laughs> and then I don't. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've got I've got aches and pains and grumbles and things, but I, I'm very much aware that I'm still uh, I'm I'm very blessed in regards to how other people are that you know uh, the the aches and pains from the injuries and the training and things they're just part and parcel but i'm still very capable i'm still very active and i've been blessed with the ability to do that so um so for the most of the time i don't feel 51 no good i love to hear that as long as you don't feel your age or older than your age life's good (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) okay so what's your favourite exercise to do within martial arts or within a gym environment? Um, well, again, there's probably more than one answer for that. So the walking I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and so I find that a great exercise. Yeah. But I mean, out in the, you know, up, up mountains, over fields, yeah, yeah, that kind totally. of stuff. Um, if we're looking at more sort of gym martial arts based, then 
thoroughly enjoy the bag work because, again, don't tell everyone, this will be our secret, because um, I can picture all the people that have been rude to me um, and I can preferably punch them in the face without getting arrested for the privilege. So, yes. <laughs> um, so all those people that don't say thanks when you open a door, you know the kind? Yeah. Yeah, all those, all those kind of things. And so, yeah, I store them up in my head and then on the bag, great, bosh, there we are. Um, and I feel so much better about the world. So... <laughs> Nah, so fantastic. And so say you went to a gym class or a martial art class, what would be the worst type of exercise to really put you off? Um yeah, I'm not I'm probably I don't know, you see those sort of Zumba things going on where they're yeah, really yeah. high energy and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah. And 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 they look super fun, right? They look really great fun, really high intensity, and they look fantastic. But I can guarantee you, I would probably feel like a complete idiot trying to do one of those. <laughs> um, and I would be all sort of fingers and thumbs. And, and so, yeah, I would say something like that just because my coordination works in the things that I do. But yeah. in that kind of arena, I probably wouldn't have a clue. Nah, good, Matt. And for yourself, do you listen to music at all when exercising? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Again, it depends on what I'm doing, depends on the mood. Um, and again, being from a certain sort of age, there's there's all kinds of different things from those genres. Um, but something a bit more fast-paced, so something that's going to get your blood pumping. Yeah. And quite often we'll I'll go for that, yeah. Nah, fantastic. And then, so imagine you, you'd set your playlist up and you're, you're halfway through your workout and the playlist randomly goes on shuffle and puts the worst type of music, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually need to imagine that because it happens. Um, we, we decided to share our Spotify account, my partner and I, and our music tastes are completely different. <laughs> and what's happened is my suggested playlist that I've been honing for years, by the way, that is exactly how I wanted it to be is now peppered with blooming Morrissey songs and strange Welsh chanting. I, I, <laughs> and they just randomly sort of jump into to what's going on. So I don't have to imagine it. That actually happens. Nah. Um, yeah. So so Morrissey is definitely up there. I'm not very big on, on that. Great songwriter, terrible singer. <laughs> nah, fantastic. And for yourself, Matt, what's been your best memory of your fitness journey? Oh, again, there's so many. It's if you could pick a, an overall group one. It, it is really hard to pinpoint that down, being truthful, but I, I would say that um if I could if I could just condense a lot of different things, which is when I see my students succeed, right? Fundamentally, that's that's the payoff, you know, that's what yeah. we do, you know. Um, so when you've got a young kid that came, you know, quite sort of timid and quite shy and been bullied and wasn't, didn't have confidence, you know, when you see them step up for that black belt certificate a number of years later and, and they're just so proud of what they've achieved, you know, that's, that's great. And that's, uh, that gets repeated, but it never, ever fades, you know, it never gets yeah. less important. Now, fantastic. And then, this, you know, you're probably going to have thousands of these over the years, but your best compliment? My best compliment? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, what, that's, that's, that I've been given? Yeah, that you've been given by 
maybe one of your students or one of your other instructors um, or, or someone in your life? Um, well, I get sort of um, the generic ones that people do, but that's a really interesting question because I've not really thought about that in, in that way. Um, but I did get a message a couple of years ago from a guy who, who was living um, in a place in a, in a small town just outside Los Angeles in the US. And I'd never spoken to him. We'd never met. And he messaged me and he said that he'd read my book or one of my books and it had empowered in him the ability to um, just take the choices that he wanted to take. He'd been working in this job that he didn't like for 20 odd years. And he said on the back of reading that book and following some of the social media stuff, he um, he decided to take that leap. And so he he'd basically given up his job and he'd gone off to, to follow his dream and, and it was working out for him. And uh, he, he reached out to tell me that and sent me this really nice message saying yeah. these things. Um, and so that was, you know, that was that was fantastic. Um, but I'm not recommending that everybody gives up their 20 year old career. Mine just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But, but that was yeah that was that was really complimentary the fact that so because I wasn't saying you must do this or what have you he'd just seen the things that I was doing and took that as a um as a lead by example if you will yeah nah. and so and so yeah so that no nah, fantastic Matt that, that's a really inspirational story to hear that from someone who you've never met you mm. didn't know to exist but they've read your book and then you've changed their lives Phenomenal. Mm, totally. mm. And then for yourself, have you got a role model or obviously you mentioned Tarzan and Spider-Man growing up, but um, any role models or inspirational characters within your life or, you know, famous sporting people that's inspired you? Yeah, again, there's 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 lots and you sort of take them from all different sort of places, don't you? Um, so one of one of the guys that was instrumental was a guy called Jeff Thompson now he's he was very big in the British martial arts scene for a long long time um and so he was instrumental but not in the way that people sometimes think because he was very much into reality sort of self-defense reality martial arts and things and he wrote a number of books he's gone on to do all kinds of incredible work but he wrote these books and he wrote a book in um the very early 90s it came out and it was based on his time as a doorman. And he wrote it when he was working as a janitor in a factory. And he wrote it in the break, sat on a toilet. Right. So he was in his cubicle in the old school way with a pen and paper. And yeah. he wrote this. And it was rejected a number of times before it was picked up. And finally he had this book in the world. And his, and his whole life changed. Right. And so I remember reading that book as a, as a, as a younger man. And the book itself resonated massively because of the lifestyle, working the doors and everything. There's all similarities. But what really struck me was the fact that here's a guy, here's an uneducated guy, here's a guy that, that could have spent his entire life being unremarkable and chose, you know, and chose to do something about it. So he faced all those fears and he wrote that book and he did that and he got that out there. And his whole trajectory of, of life changed, right? And so that literally put a little seed in my head that you know what if if he can do that why can't I do that you know yeah and the fact that I'd seen that done like that made me think you know I can I can do that as well so it took a long time before I started writing my own books and things but that's where the seed came from that's where that little germ was planted and um and, and still to this day I mean he's still a remarkable chap um 
so yeah, there's, he, he's he's definitely sort of one of those people that, that that have been pivotal in in my own way of doing things. Ah, fantastic, Matt. And then for yourself, have you got a fitness goal for 2022? Something that you would like to achieve? Your own personal goal? Yeah, I've always, I always, I always like to goal set. I always like to set challenges for myself. Yeah. And so, um, I, funny enough, I, it, it, it's not necessarily um, fitness specific. Um, but one of the things that I want to try and do this year is a is a Guinness World Record. Um, and I'm not quite sure in what yet because there's all kinds of crazy ones and there's all kinds of really good ones. Yeah. And everything in between. So, um, so that's one of the things that set myself in challenge wise. Um, Physically, specifically, what I what I sort of like to do is to try and um, get back to a maintainable weight. Obviously, like I said, December it crept back up a little bit. So, yeah. um, and that maintainable is the key. So, so you know, try and keep steady there throughout. So that's um, that's I suppose what I'm what I'm really after. Um, the trouble is, it's like when you as you get a little older in the world, you can set yourself challenges, but they're, um, they've got to reflect what you're actually capable of. Yeah, totally. Um, so my, you know, so a couple of years ago, I went and competed again for the first time in years. And I thought it's my last sort of roll of the dice, if you will. So when I did that, but now the reality of it is I'm, 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 I'm sort of past that peak. Um, I could still compete in what they call the master's levels and things, you know, which is basically very polite speak for the old broken people. <laughs> um, so I could go and sort of compete in that still if I wanted to. And I, and I may well, I'm sort of, I'm in an hour in about maybe trying out one or two things I haven't done before in that arena. But um, the main one is just to try and get a nice maintainable level of fitness where, um, where, you know, I can see that through consistently over the coming years. Yeah, no, fantastic. And then if I could ask you, um, what makes your business unique to others? Um, if we're talking martial arts, what makes it unique is me, yeah, fundamentally, yeah. Um, in my portrayal of it, my understanding of it, and the way that I um, give that information out. I mean, there's nothing new in the world, and we're all, for the most part, we've all got two arms and two legs, and so it's the interpretation and the, um, and the way that that's sort of delivered. So that would be what's fundamentally different there, with regards to the um, the social media stuff that I do, the marketing side of things, that kind of thing, then I would say what what's what's specific to that again is me, um, because it's not it's not book learning. It is now. There's that side of it now, but yeah. it's 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 based on actual application over a you know over a series of years where my understanding has been built on my own money with my own failures. You know, so I'm not. I haven't been gambling with somebody else's life or business. It's it's been mine all the way, yeah. and, and and those hard lessons have cost me dear. And so, that's you know that's really where that comes as an, into play there. So so yeah. So fundamentally, it's 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 my experience, my knowledge, and the way I pass that across. Really. No, fantastic. And you obviously you've mentioned you've written books, yeah. Mm. Um, but have you got audio books yet? That, yeah, that. yeah. One one of those is out in audio book. Um, so the first one I wrote, which was Modern Samurai, that one we did as an audio as well. Uh, but I I employed somebody to read that for me. 
right? Just just because of the standard that needs to be done for audio books and everything else. So we worked out a way that that could be done, and we got somebody else to read that for me. And it was just very very peculiar hearing my words in somebody else's voice <laughs> because the stories are they're very um, egocentric, shall we say? You know, it's written in my voice. It's about some of my stories and things and and it's all about that time working as a door supervisor in security doing the training and things um and and so there's a lot of humor in it there's a lot of sort of real world for a lot of people in it but it's weird because it's not me saying it uh, but it's my word so so that was kind of odd yeah and i haven't i haven't gone right got round to putting the rest on audible yet because yeah. um because i'd like to do those with me narrating but that's a time consuming exercise yeah definitely and then what we're going to do is I'm going to give you quickfire questions. Okay. So, so what do you prefer, cardio or weights? Oh, sorry, what was that? What do I prefer? Cardio, cardiovascular training or weight training. Oh, uh, preference, weights. Yeah. CrossFit, yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> Burpees, yes or no? Again, no. Okay. Squat or deadlift? Ooh, squat. Okay. What about running or going to the gym? Uh, for me, going to the gym, I've never been a good runner. <laughs> okay. What about boxing or martial arts? Oh, again, for me, martial arts. All the oh, always martial, martial arts. Just because there's more of it and there's so much more to learn. It's a much more in-depth kind of thing. How, not that boxing isn't in-depth. Um, so, yeah, for me, martial arts. Nah, fantastic, Matt. And then before we round up, so where would you like to see yourself in the next one to five years within your business and health and fitness? Well, given current circumstances, first and foremost, I'd like to still be here. Mm -hmm. um, so many people over the past few years have, have, have had to give up what they love um, under the current sort of situation. Yeah. So. Yeah, so first and foremost, I'd still like to be here, but I'd like to be still doing the things that um, that I enjoy doing. I mean, I love teaching. I'm, uh, it's something that I've been doing for such a long time, and I get such a real pleasure out of doing it. And I hope that, you know, I hope that my my health and my wellness and everything allows me to continue to do that into the foreseeable because it is such a blessing. Yeah, and then what advice would you give to anyone? wanting to start martial arts for the first time as a beginner uh it, well it's that old meme isn't it it's you know um, don't wait until you're fit enough go now you know <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's yeah i would say to people that it might seem a bit nerve-wracking at the beginning and it might look as if it's something that you can't do but trust me on both of these you know you can do it and those nerves everybody faces them so you're not alone you know it's it's yeah just just go for it it, it it's such an amazing journey if followed through and it can absolutely change your life completely. So go for it. Ah, fantastic, Matt. And if people want to find you on social media or your website, where can they find you? Um, so yeah, you, you can either just look at Matt State. So you'll find me uh, through that. There's the martial arts stuff that I do is, is most of that is under the moniker of Modern Samurai which is the name of my club and my gym. I don't actually think I'm a you know, medieval feudal warrior from Japan. Um, and, and then the website for the social media kind of stuff and the TikTok stuff that I do is www.differentthink.co.uk. 
Nah, fantastic. Um, and then before we round up, have you got any questions from myself? Um, no, not really off the top of my head, apart from sort of what would what would be your answer to that last question? Um, so for myself, um, I'm still trying to grow my podcast and I'm, I work full time um, in a commercial gym and I've now just started in a private gym. So hopefully, you know, in yeah, possibly three years time, I would like to, one thing I would like to be doing is maybe traveling the country and interviewing people face to face rather than Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, if it comes before then, you know, hey ho, I'm, I'm all good for that. But three years I've set my target, I would like to be doing that. All right. Well, I'm sure you will. Nah, fantastic, Matt. And thank you for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure.